<clears throat> For those of people listening to this podcast, is that your ding ding? That yep, says that's, we're that's streaming. It. We're, All right. Streaming. Yep. All right, so we are live for the RCR podcast number yeah, number seventeen. I'm Nick. I'm Brian. I hope you like this sound that you're hearing because yeah. I'm waxing my skis with quick wax because yeah. of reasons. Well, I mean, last week you had the glove lube, and why not yeah. something else this week? You get to hear the scrape sound going back and forth as I rub the non. This is the wax you use when you don't have an iron. You just, it's like rubbing a candle I mean, on my skis. Kind of looks candle-esque. Yeah. Um, Doesn't smell like anything. No, yeah, yeah, all right. It's, it's for those of you who are just listening to this and not watching it, what I'm holding is a tube of, what looks like a tube of speed stick. It's green and it pushes up and out just like a speed stick but it's just wax yeah. that i'm rubbing onto the bottom of my what kind of skis do i have uh k2 amp 76s i think that's the model number so i'm guessing amp they, 76 yeah they got good use this weekend yeah they got good use and i got we were talking extensively about this before we started streaming that uh I got schooled by a guy in a dad bod with a dad bod. Nice guy though. His name was Matt, and um, he showed me a big hole in my form. I thought I was a really good skier, and you know I can go down any slope I want. Black double black, it's okay. I can go down and not fall. Yeah, there's going down, and not fall. There's and there's going fast and not falling, and there's actually having proper form. Turns out. As I learned this weekend, I have a sloppy ski form. I drift, kind of like a car does around corners. Mm. It's fun, you know. I, I like, I'm like initial D around corners. I, I I slide around corners. I don't really carve, and I have to trust these new parabolic skis more than I am. So when I learned skiing, now here's my excuse. When I learned to ski, I learned on straight skis, not carved skis. So I had a different technique. And now that I have modern skis, and even now modern, modern ones that are a little on the big side here, uh, I need to change my form and undo this bad habit I have of sliding around corners i have to tilt my skis this way and trust that the thing turns counterweight with my hips and go around and this is going to this is my challenge for this season what was the chat saying nothing <laughs> and just talking about cars welcome to the rcr podcast where i don't talk about cars at all yeah um so this guy with a dad bod who was totally cool skied with me that's a big thing when i ski you get you get on the lift and it's like getting on a plane. Maybe you'll see these people again. Not just the temperature is cold, but usually people at the ski area tend to be kind of cold. Maybe it's maybe because ski areas at least it, I don't know. I'm not I'm not knocking Blue Mountain ski area, but it is one of the bigger ones in PA, and it's my local one. Um, they. Uh, Seems to be filled with rich kids who only want to talk to other rich kids. Yeah. And uh, 
take a look at my dumbass and see that I'm not coming from money, so I'm not worth talking to. Anyway. So, dad bod, uh, dad, dad bod, dad bod Matt was, uh, sorry, man. I'm just like, this, this is the thing that, the, the, that, that was hurting my ego because I like, I'm generally fit. And this guy isn't even in a racing tuck, and I can't keep up with him. He's so fast. He's not slowing down when he turns. And I, I assume because, you know, with my sloppy form, okay, when you turn, when you make a turn, you naturally slow down. Like, how is this guy not slowing down? He's going down upper sidewinder, and I am having to cut my turn short or, like, not turn at all. You know, all balls and just... Uh, oh, yeah, I can there's take a phone. Yeah. All balls... And just tuck and gun just to keep up with this guy who's making these graceful sweeping turns. He's going through these turns and he's not slowing down. How's he doing that? So I asked Matt and he said, well, uh, you go down and I'll watch you. And so he watches me. He's like, okay, well, here's what you're doing. So he shows me the technique. Um, uh, it was like learning again. And I asked him, how long did it take you to learn this way? He said, well, honestly, it took two seasons to really get natural at uh, true parallel carving. So that's what it's going to take for me. Now I have, with the quick wax, it has cork on this side. Then I'm now, I applied the wax, and now I rub it in to the bottom of the ski. Yeah. Mr. Regular, what's with the lack of want for friction today? Wait, what? Uh. It's a lack of one of friction today. It isn't like you at all. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As uh, AVE said, what's the difference between pink and purple? Grip. <laughs> I, I think, like, the weird thing about uh, how technique always uh, compensates for lack of physical fitness. Yeah. Because it's true in just about most sports, too, of... Like big me, country Nelson. Yeah, yeah, Roy Nelson. <laughs> I'm just like dropping bombs on dudes. He's just a big beer gut, and he like just, he wins, he hops up on the yeah uh, on the, on the cage and just bah, 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 that bah, dude walked right off the couch. He was in his garage, like <laughs> right off the couch yeah, into the ring with with like a sixer of fucking what's a southern popular southern beer? I don't know. I don't know. Shinerbach. Uh, yeah, and you mm. just kind of drown those, mm -hmm. and, and you got these guys who are like going hard in the gym, yeah, and thinking like, well, I gotta watch tapes of Big Country, <laughs> and you know, study his technique. No, he just goes in there, drops bombs, <laughs> and just leaves, and then goes. And I'm probably doing him a disservice. He probably does a lot of training, but you know, it's it's still one of those things of where you look at him and you don't think. I remember one of the first MMA fights I ever saw. Um, or in UFC was a Mark Hunt fight. Uh -huh. And I think it was against like Chet Congo or something, mm -hmm. who's like a very jacked dude. But Mark Hunt is, you know, he's, I think he's Samoan. And so he's like, you Mark know, Mark Hunt? Yeah. He's a Kiwi. Kiwi. Oh, all right, cool. And uh, he's, you know, Mark Hunt, he's, he's kind of like, he's a thick dude. Yeah. And, um, I just kind of looked at the two and I'm like, well, obviously this Congo guy is going to win because, you know, Mark Honey looks like he's going to gas out inside yeah. of a couple seconds. No, not at all. Like, you <laughs> know, it's just one of those things of uh, Mark Hunt is kind of the master of the walk-off knockout of just like knocks a guy on his ass and doesn't go in for the kill because he knows he's done and mm. he just walks away. But 
Oh, he he doesn't do any ground and pound. Yeah, yeah. Like, the guy uh, falls on the ground. He's not going to hammer fist. Yeah, and it, the ref just like will go and call it. Mm. Um, and so with that type of ski thing, you wouldn't think that skiing is something that lends itself to technique over physical fit. Well, actually, no. I don't know. Like obviously, yeah, you, you see someone who's cut. He's got, they got the spider jacket on, which is mm. a brand. Yeah. And it's like, wow, it's form fitting. They're awesome. And then they're just doing a gliding wedge, which is what they call snow plows now. Um, yeah. Going down the hill. Pizza, French fries, pizza, French fries. I'm like, oh. Like, obviously, you're not going to be an Olympian with a dad bod, but there's still a lot that you can sort of, you know, like once you have it, because obviously, like, you probably skied a lot. You know, the same as you yeah. of like when he was younger and that that's something he grew up doing. Mm -hmm. um, so it's always kind of, you know, I don't know. I find that kind of thing interesting of just the huge chasm between appearance and what your physicality is actually capable of doing. Mm -hmm. Because I've, I've spent better, pretty much like the last three days continuously in the gym mm -hmm. um, just because, you know. I don't know. Like I've been going through some stuff and I decided that the gym was the best way to like deal with it. Yeah. It and, is. and yeah. And so I'm kind of in that phase now where I am just, you know, and I think this was your line or maybe it was the Henry Rollins line of like reaching for the comfort of iron. Oh yeah. That's Henry and, Rollins. 20 pounds is all like the world can change. People can lie to you, but 20 pounds is always 20 pounds. Yeah. And it's great. I, I mean, my gym is the coldest gym on the Eastern Seaboard, but uh, because there's just, you know, it's all glass everywhere and, you know, it's windows, there's no real insulation, but I'm just kind of, you know, trying to, I don't know, just forget things through the process of like, I'm on a treadmill now. Uh, for that moment, I'm focused entirely on the yeah. treadmill. Uh, for um, I'm pushing the sled now, and now I'm totally focused on the sled. I'm lifting, you know, the fucking weights, and I'm feeling, you know, I'm completely and totally focused on that. Yeah. What's funny is is that like all of my gym songs are like these super sad songs, not because I feel that way, but because I hit shuffle and that's what comes up. Oh. And I'm in the middle of something, and I don't want to like pause to stop and put on something that's more like. You know, evolution is a mystery. <laughs> They're damn man, man. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, I, I I just kind of am. I I didn't realize how good the gym is for, uh, sort of, just taking your mind off shit. Because mm -hmm. normally I would just write. You know, yeah. like for this, I would write some like some of my best. Like, personally, for me, my favorite, like, endings that I've written for this mm -hmm. come from, like, a place of turmoil mm -hmm. of, you know, wanting to understand and be understood. Yeah. And feeling that I'm no one else is going to get this. So let me throw something out into the ether with the hopes that, like, someone's going to get it. Mm -hmm. And with me, it's kind of um, it's it's uh, it's hard because I don't want to have to feel bad to get something good and most times i don't mm -hmm. you have to but i that would always be like the silver lining of like i'm gonna get something really good for rcr out of this and now for this it's kind of like i'm gonna get a good workout out of this yeah, or i'm gonna you know 
I'm going to be on the treadmill, you know, 10 minutes longer than I was the day before. Nice. And then I feel like shit after, which is the, you know, I, 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 I liken it to kind of like Listerine is that's how, you know, it's working. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just like, oh, I'm in pain. Um, but not the kind of pain where, you know, you can't do anything. It's right. the kind of pain where it's almost like that good sore of like that sinks into like your muscles and uh, kind of elongates what you're capable of doing oh yeah um and i haven't felt that in a really long time in because i used to go to the gym a lot like a few years ago it was it was a little bit after like my last breakup mm. and uh was that the horse girl no no it was uh she uh was actually i was dating her when i shortly after i met you and we would go to uh uh, well, a, a bar in yeah. my hometown and hang out together. And this was like when we were first sort of talking about cars and stuff, because I remember uh, there was this guy who was trying to figure out what car was in this one picture. And it was a Camaro because all we had was like the last like quarter of the car. When was this? Uh, this this was like seven years ago. Oh. This guy had a laptop out, right, at the bar. Oh, and we, oh, he wasn't part of the conversation? No, we no, no. Just, oh, okay. And then um, we were kind of, like, we were both kind of, can, can we look, may we look at the car? And you saw the back immediately, like, Camaro. And, and oh. I don't know why he was trying to figure out this thing it, it was a picture from like his cousin's wedding or something oh um, okay and, and he so, came up to us or no 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 he was just looking at his thing and then um oh i was just being a peeping tom well peeping so was our tom I, I, oh. like he saw me kind of looking over first and so yeah um but yeah it, it was kind of a weird um thing i don't know that relationship was a mess mm. but aren't they all uh Oh, uh, why is my nickname the Roman? Uh, because it, it's my uh, last name. Uh, when I originally like started writing for RCR, Miss uh, Brian said, uh, "What do you call it? it, it like, I want to give you credit." And I'm like, "Are people gonna like search me out on Facebook and like want to add me?" It's like, "Well, probably." Mm -hmm. I'm like, "Oh, well, can we not use my real name?" It's like, "Well, what nickname do you want?" And I'm like, "Well, eh, just call me whatever. I don't really care." He's like, is the Roman all right? I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Yep. And so that's pretty much it. But yeah, I'm Nick Roman. And I, I don't know. Like, I like my name a lot. Mm -hmm. So it's a name. Mm -hmm. Golden Girls are saved by the bell. That's actually like a good question for me, but it's always going to be Golden Girls, mm -hmm. especially after this week, um, because I was kind of like on this big Golden Girls kick. Of, and um, I say especially after this week, because my sister... Uh, that's kind of like me and her like our thing mm -hmm. and so uh i had seen her and we were kind of like talking about it and for whatever reason like just talking to my sister gets me in the mood to like watch the golden girls for some reason mm -hmm. uh do i have any more stories about my giant head uh well what was the did i tell the story about like how they, uh, i had to be like a c-section because my head was too big for yeah. the birth canal yeah that's pretty much it mm -hmm. um but yeah that's kind of a weird thing and to the people asking uh yes i am working on the next rcr stories and i hope to have it out in the next like two weeks or yeah, so before we go to new zealand well i, I was, that can be one of the monday it, it's it, i i wanted it to be like the monday in february okay. one um Sounds good. i'm not really gonna say what it's about but it's a really well-known uh story 
the, for the automotive community. And instead of being about a car or a company, it's about a person. Mm -hmm. So um, it'll probably be pretty obvious to people who guess it. It's been suggested to me by a ton of people. Um, and I really just wanted to do something that wasn't going to take like five months to do. Right. Um, because I really want to start having these out way more frequently, but mm -hmm. I kind of have this self-consciousness about, uh, getting it, getting it out correctly. Mm -hmm. Like the Isle of Man thing took almost five months because I kept like rearranging the sort like the script would be written like completely yeah. done. And then I realized there were things that I had to move around for it to actually make sense mm -hmm. of, you know, I would tell the story of the people who were involved in the Isle of Man and then not actually mention why it was dangerous until the second to last chapter. Yeah. And so I just took that chapter and moved it to like the second one so that you're going into the stories, understanding why, the race is dangerous and mm -hmm. why it's so revered and why it becomes this weird, vague tourist attraction. But mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. For those of you wondering what I'm doing now, I have a microfiber cloth and I'm trying to smooth out or buff the wax um, because it goes on lumpy and then you rub it in with the cork and then you do this forever with a towel. Mm. I used to wax with an old iron and by just by the a, what looked like a soap bar of wax and you just melt the wax onto the iron and drip it down onto the ski huh. and then iron it out with the ski which gives you a mess and then you have to like scrape the extra stuff off I'd really like to watch somebody there's probably a million YouTube videos how to wax your skis how to do it properly yeah because I've had, I've been on skis when they're freshly waxed. It's like they're not even touching the snow. It's just so slick. And that's what these were like when they were new, new. Yeah. I like got on them. And the sensation was being on a freshly waxed kitchen floor in your socks and doing that. Meh, 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 oh, meh, meh. The that old Nordic tracks. Yeah. 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 Like, this is amazing. I'm faster than the world. And I could feel the skis even. Even here, here's an unwaxed ski. You can feel that, all right, it's pretty darn smooth on the bottom of this. Ooh, like, yeah. how can that possibly stick to snow? Well, it does. Like, I could feel it pulling back hmm. against the snow. I'm like, wow, I really need to freaking wax these things. So, I guess, would you say overall it was a positive experience with Matt of learning things? Dad bod Matt. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now I'm like, it, it gave me another goal because I, I had been plateauing and I'll tell this to Matt Farah when we see him next like remember how I said I was like trying to give you advice skiing it was probably podcast stuff we're on the smoking tire like well the exact same thing happened to me with a guy who was leagues above my level mm. dad bod skiing demon Matt going to China yeah. he told me that he flies then we started talking about airlines he told me he's he flies united oh i missed a spot here and that united i'm not going to give up on american well no you got they, all those points yeah, yeah and they don't want to box you for your seats was that united or delta where they beat that guy up eh, whatever. oh whatever oh uh yeah united all right i, I want to say so he flies united because he flies out of newark and they do Newark to L.A. And he was telling me that uh, 
Um, the first class to LA from Newark on Delta gives you the pods, meaning pods like your own seat. There's nobody oh, next to you. Oh, we're talking Tide Pods. Yeah. <laughs> but the, uh, huh. I'm still not going to fly. Well, well, yeah, but... I am waiting for the pod experience. Well, with the, with the airlines, it's kind of like when you're a kid and you, and I think I put this in a video once of, uh, you get to make one choice of what your video game system is going to be. So you yeah. better pick right. Yeah. And so I'm, I was already team PlayStation. So it was too late to go back. Yeah. We're already team, you know, American, American Air. airlines. Like we fly out of Philly cause that's two hours away. And, and American airlines has Philly on lockdown. Mm. So if you're flying out of Philly, you're flying American. Yeah. So, so far, American hasn't, in the past year, committed any grievance, <laughs> grievous errors or lapses in judgment, apart from, uh, oh yeah, that's getting smooth, um, <laughs> apart from uh, giving a whole bunch of pilots, uh, like the computer or the system gave too many pilots Christmas break off, and they're like, uh-oh, don't wow. have enough pilots. Uh-oh, flight delays. Yeah, up and down. So, anyway, apparently, and this is just, you know, topic mm -hmm. monopoly or potpourri yeah. of, you're a Lyft driver now. I'm hey. a Lyft driver now. Because I want social interaction as I reach for my coffee off camera. <laughs> mm. Oh, which is funny because now I hear that Uber isn't paying their drivers jack because they started with um, uh, they implemented the tipping system, which allows them to pay their drivers less, hoping that or that you'll make it up on the back end with tipping. Yeah. And apparently like Lyft doesn't do that. I've read. I mean, I don't know what the system is. No like. one's ever tipped me. I've only given like five rides. Really? I should. uh Oh, this is what I should have been doing. I should have been using my fingertips. I'm gonna really get this. I'm gonna be so freaking fast next time I go out. You can tell, like, this is this is a passion of mine. Skiing, fucking love it. I'm gonna be so. Oh, I'm gonna jerk off on the lift. I'm gonna get my dick hard and cold. Mm. The thing is, someone mm. said on Twitter, like, I don't understand skiing. It's cold. It's not. You are not cold. Skiing is a freaking workout. It's like leg day for six hours. <clears throat> because all skiing is, is like, is, is doing like squats with, with no bar. Just like getting up and getting down. It's that motion. What do your legs look like at the end of that? Freaking jacked. Just like. Freaking pumped. Calfzilla. <laughs> Calfzilla. Yeah. The captaceous period. <laughs> uh, ever wanted to visit Prague? This is some like weird, weird. I'm, I'm reading. I'm reading a chat. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I've been a Lyft driver for a week. Um, we're out here uh, in West Bumblefuck, so there's no. I will keep my phone on for say like three hours. I'll get maybe one ping. The good news is there's not a whole lot of Lyft drivers out here, or Uber drivers for that matter. Mm. But when you do get a ride, at least this has been my so far. Uh, uh, 
so far it's been my experience that everybody needs a long ride. Uh, the shortest ride I gave was from the Walmart up in up in Hamburg, just a nearby Port Clinton. A distance you could really walk in a half an hour. Uh, it was just some lady who told me uh, that both. I think I meant. Yeah, I mentioned this to you before. Both her son and brother were both in high school now. That's right. And I was trying to do the math of like, because she mentioned her mom had the brother when she was like 40, 40. 40. Yeah. So for the daughter's son to be in the same grade at, well, or going to the same school. Yeah. As, you could say they're 13 years old or something. Yeah. Huh. So she would have had to have the, and uh, see, th th this is why, you know, uh, I'm not that well, you know, liberal arts major. I'm not going to be good at math. Anyway. Yeah, that's that stuff is my kryptonite. Uh, but yeah, uh, stop using rub on wax for God's sake. <laughs> why? Give me a goddamn good reason why I shouldn't be using rub on ma rub on max rub on wax. Well, I mean, what's the alternative? Like, the alternative I is getting an iron. The alternative or you know, with money, money, as I make the money rubbing my fingers together, is taking this to Buckman's and having them do it for me. Hmm. And then I get to wait, because there's usually only one guy and he doesn't really work all the time. Oh. I don't want to... See, these skis are new. These are the first nice skis I've had in maybe 10 years. And if I do it with an iron, hot wax, and try to do it myself, I worry that I'm going to mess the ski up. Like, I'm going to melt something. Yeah. Alec Hall says it will only last a couple trips. By trips, do you mean days or trips? Do you he, mean runs? I feel like he might have said something preceding this that he might, he may or may not be talking about uh, the skis. But uh, I don't know. I haven't been paying as much attention to the chat as I should have. Like if if these if if rub on wax only lasts one day, I'm fine with that. This was twelve dollars. Yeah, and I've used this is the second year of this thing. Rub on wax sucks ass. Try the slick paste instead. You can afford the ion stuff if it works well. All right. Why does rub on wax suck ass? And why is slick paste better? Wait, the burden of proof is on them to pr yeah. prove why rub on wax sucks. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure you could pull up like some kind of article about, well, the ski will break in half. Because, <laughs> you know, it's just, and, and there are toxins in it that give you like, butt rot or something i don't know it turns the frogs gay <laughs> there was someone in there who wanted to know what my favorite wrestlers from like the 90s were and it's literally like bret hart i i i loved hitman mm -hmm. even though you know he's so far up his own ass he's you know today no well he's very protective of his legacy and he's very mm -hmm. um he, he has a tag team guy who is like the same guy yeah well i mean he was uh he started out in stampede wrestling which is his father's uh company in calgary mm -hmm. alberta canada and then uh came to the wwf as part of the heart foundation with jimmy anvil neidhart and he sort of like transitioned from tag team to becoming a singles guy and mm -hmm. for me there was always something um I don't know if it's because, you know, I, like my dad died when I was really young, but I would always kind of look for these weird father figures in different places. Mm -hmm. Like, weirdly enough, uh, 
Robert Stack made me feel like comfortable, you know, like that weird fatherly type, like when you're getting those like father figures off of TV and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Hugh Downs of all people, because <laughs> 2020, but um, which is not to say I didn't have a father figure in my life. And my dad's best friend, who was gay, like helped raise me, mm-hmm. um, which probably explains a lot about like why I'm into so many <laughs> weird things now. Well, not weird, but you know, like I love that was in one of your songs. Yeah, and that that was before like I kind of and I revealed anything about myself really. I would just sneak stuff into the songs, but yeah. um. Yeah, the uh, but yeah, Bret Hart was another big one because he's he was just like the all father, you know, in a weird way, kind of like what Tom Hanks is now, right? Just like that good guy that you can trust in. Now, of course, you read his autobiography and you realize that Bret Hart is a way more complex person than I ever knew about, Mm. and that's what I find kind of fascinating about it, but you know, um. That's just one of the things that I like. And I know I end up weirdly talking about wrestling, you know. When the guy says time. he grew up in Calgary, my dad grew up and used to party with the Hart brothers. One of them was actually a substitute teacher that I had once. Well, which Hart brother? Because there were a million. It, it, Bret Hart came from, uh, he had 11 brothers and sisters. Oh, wow. And Owen was the youngest one. Uh, the death of Owen Hart was the first time that like a celebrity death ever affected me. Mm. I was watching the pay-per-view with my younger brother. I'm sorry that this is so loud. <laughs> It's going to be becoming a running theme with RCR. I'm always doing something audible. Yeah. (laughs) Ball. Um, We're talking. uh, Any updates on the upcoming album? Uh, The album's already out. It's been out since May. Yeah, where Um, are you? My my problem is that, like, I didn't really uh, uh, post about it as much because, I mean, I should really do, like, a music video to promote it, but... Or something along those lines. Uh, it's called Trackless Bro, a regular car reviews album, and it's on uh, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, Google Play. Um, yeah, you can do all that stuff. But yeah, the uh, the death of Owen Hart was sorry just... for sorry for the audio peak that's about to happen. Ooh, happened. Oh. Um, oh, that was no, that was my edge. I'm I was trying to fold down the the, the arms, the or rather the ski brakes. <laughs> These are the things that pop out when you fall. Oh, that uh, your 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 uh, your boot pops out of the ski, so the ski doesn't twist around and twist your ankle. And then these things, sorry for the audio peak, uh, snap out. And these are ski brakes. The mm. ski will stop from uh, from sliding down the hill when you when you put your boot in. These things retract. Yeah. This when did they, these things were like late seventies or something when people actually started using ski brakes? Because before that, like my dad has an old pair of skis that doesn't have ski brakes on them. Instead, it he there was like um, just little bits of leather that would wrap around your uh, ankle. I mean, your boot would pop out of the ski, but now you got these two things with sharp edges on them kind of just kind of flailing around and still attached to you mm. and then before that there was nothing uh, skis just stayed attached to you and you could twist your ankle off and that was really before hardened ski boots yeah. we're talking about downhill skiing not cross country yeah and we're how many weeks away from the winter olympics so there's going to be skiing all over the place yeah and i mean we're going to be in new zealand anyway when uh that happens where oh. is it where is it where's the winter olympics I don't know. That's oh, a good whatever. question. I want to say Russia, maybe. I, I Again? Don't know. Or wait, no, it can't be Russia. I think 
Someone in the chat will know the the Winter Olympics. I like Winter Olympics because there's less roids. <laughs> roids. Because Summer Olympics is all roids. Winter Olympics is just like what's the big Winter Olympic event? Snowboarding, figure skating, figure um, skating. The 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 what do you call it? NASCAR on two feet? The the races. Oh, the speed skating. And then there's um um. Oh, the curling, ho- cur- curling and yeah. then and then they'll play yeah. the hockey game. Yeah, the hockey game. That's the big one. Oh yeah, hockey. Yeah. Which is usually going to be Canada versus mate. The Canada versus the USA one when uh, Sydney Sydney with Crosby was on it. That that was a good game. Yeah, I forget how many years ago that was. Uh, Dieter says Winter Olympics are better because more of the sports are fast sports. I agree with that yeah. because I don't think that with with the Summer Olympics, uh, you're kind of stuck in this weird spot where um, you're waiting all day for the races to happen. You're waiting all day for Usain Bolt. Yeah, to now just freaking clean a house. Yeah, got to get through skeet shooting and archery. This is bullshit no one cares about. The shot put. Like, what are the... T- oh, and Winter Olympics has the freaking luge. Oh, the luge! Everything is a race, and everything... I, like, I don't care. This is fun to watch. Yeah. There's a, there's a bit of NASCAR stuff going on, and everything has crashes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the... Uh... Skiing one, that's the thing. When those guys wreck, it's like... Ugh. Yeah. I saw the. I actually saw oh, and the ski jump of all the <laughs> dumbest things you could do, like, like this is what humans do. This is I know this is an Adam Carolla line, but this is what you do when you have no problems left. Yeah. Oi! How yeah. far can you go? It's just one of those things of just trying to uh, make sort of everything into an Olympic sport. Of all right, what are we going to do now? What absurd thing is going to be an Olympic yeah. sport next? You know, is Smash Brothers going to be an Olympic sport? Is e-athletes, e-sports. Yeah. Okay, I can kind of guess where the guy's coming on with rub on wax, because I've been going at this since we started for 30 minutes, and I'm not done with ski number one yet. So maybe iron on skis is a little bit faster than this. Or maybe I'm just going hog wild, and I want to make this shit nice. Yeah. I'm holding it in the light so I can see all the high spots, all the smudges. Yeah. So, so lift driving. Yes. Um, sorry that I'm naming names and sorry for the people that I'm picking up, but I'm going to talk about you. <laughs> uh, very first one was the lady who had the, the son and brother in high school. Next guy was a young man, Kutztown student. Uh, uh, he... I picked him up from a hotel, and he had to go almost to Topton, way behind Kutztown. It was a long drive. We are going to be in the car together for at least 38 minutes. Yeah. So he was a young man from Kutztown. We started talking about Kutztown. One thing led to another, and I just asked, well, he his major was not, uh, sports administration or sports management. Like sports management or something. So I'm like, oh, you spend a lot of time in Risley Hall. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. So were you doing some work in Hamburg that you were staying at the Microtel? And he said, well, no, it's a weird story. Turns out he was, and I know you ha- you told the story. You don't have to pretend to hear it fresh and new. But he was seeing a girl that his parents told him not to. Oh. I told you this bit? 
No. Oh. You didn't tell me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. And. So they were staying at a hotel for the weekend. I'm like, oh. I mean, I knew some guys in high school who could scrape together $85 to have a hotel for the night. <laughs> yeah. You know, put a hurting on that mattress. <laughs> so, you know, whatever. Uh, next one was a long, long ride uh, uh, from Pottsville to Inner City Bus Station in Reading. Huh. Guy was just getting a Bieber bus to Port Authority. And he That's must have said eight words, and that was we were in the car for an hour. But can't you get a bus from Pottsville to Reading? You can, and it would theoretically be cheaper to just get the bus from Pottsville, Pottsville to, to Reading, and then there is a Redding bus station. You, you took it, yeah. How many times did they run that bus? Oh, um, at least three times. Oh wow! You know, now I'm trying to wonder if this was a weekend. I mean, it would have had to have been. Like it was a, a weekend. It was a weekend. Day. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he asked, how long is this going to take? And I'm like, well, it's going to take about an hour. And, you know, this is the past few days where it's just sloppy and messy yeah. out on the roads. Ugh. Which I'm surprised that your SN95 for being, what's it, what year is it again? Uh, 2004. It has traction control. Yeah. Back. I'm like, wow, a base model has traction control. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that, it, you know, it made it as far as it has. Because I visited a friend in Richmond. Uh, about a month ago mm. and I didn't have any problems and there was some light like on my way down light wintry mix and normally I would kind of have a weird anxiety about it but this time it wasn't really that big of a deal mm -hmm. um, because I felt like okay my car can do this you know I've had it's a rear wheel drive car and it's snowy outside yeah and I had had it checked up relatively recently because you know my check engine light kept coming on and i didn't have an obd2 reader because i'm not smart um so uh because i remember one time on a shoot i had a check engine light come on and yeah. you whipped out the old reader and kind of did the thing. But i don't remember what it was it was probably i'm guessing it was we looked up the code it was like a misfired cylinder i, I want to say oh okay or something. so that's either like sometimes they're even false codes and i think well we just turn off the light and if it does it again just recall what was going on and then turn it off again and then yeah. if it's if it's an ongoing misfire simple things would be either spark plug or a mass airflow sensor yeah which you just clean with a can that's what was wrong with my mom's uh mercedes it was kept throwing a misfire code like all misfires mm. turns out the uh the, the mass airflow sensor was just dirty dirty Oh, there was someone earlier who just wanted me to finish the story about the, the Owen Hart. Really, it's not much of a story. It's just that, like, I remember watching the pay-per-view where he passed away over the edge of 1999 with my younger brother. And I was 14 at the time. No, I was still 13 because I didn't turn 14 till that July. But um, literally, when they were gonna, going to announce that he had passed, like, I knew exactly what Jim Ross was about to say before he said it. And I just had to leave the room. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of that realization of the first time that... Because I feel like everybody, no matter how disconnected they want to say they are from the media, you always have that one celebrity whose death really messes you up. And um, at some point, you know, you try not to be someone who's too invested in media and too invested in, you know, the lives of people who you're never going to meet. But it's just that, like, Owen Hart seemed like such a good guy. 
And same with like Eddie Guerrero and, you know, same with Chris Benoit until you find out what he did. Actually, no, all, all the stories that I read about Chris Benoit is that he was kind of, um, you know, hardcore of just kind of being a locker room leader type who would kind of um, make guys as punishment do squats until they were pissing muscle fibers. Yeah. But yeah, it's bad times. But, you know, it's just kind of, um, I don't know. It is what it is. I And I try not to get too invested in certain people because I guess, you know, I don't know. It's celebrities, you're never going to meet them, but it's hard not to feel connected to them anyway. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who I felt sad about. I don't know if I felt sad when any of them passed. Levon Helm from the drummer singer from uh, the band called The Band. Oh, yeah. That was kind of like, oh, man, he sang up on Cripple Creek, which is an amazing song. And I kind of felt sorry when I found out that Dan Aykroyd was kind of a nutball. Oh, with the, I mean, the, the, the skullhead vodka. And yeah, the... and like legitimately chasing ghosts. Uh, reel it in a little bit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's... Oh, uh, the rapper Pumpkinhead, who... Uh... He was someone whose death I was kind of upset about. He was a battle rapper, a Puerto Rican battle rapper. Mm -hmm. And because I'm obsessed with like battle rap in a way (laughs) of not wanting to do it, but like I just love watching it. I love watching guys like Arsenal and, um, you know, Pat Stay, which I guess is like you're not supposed to like Pat Stay, but whatever I do. Um, Because it's just one of those things where it's such an intimate form. Now, the reason I can never do it is because you're not doing freestyling, you're doing writtens, where you realize who your opponent is, and then you, uh, or, you you know, you get your opponent, and then you spend however much time, like, writing three rounds worth of material about them. Mm -hmm. And Arsenal is, and he recently retired from the battle rap, but basically he's considered, like, Mr. Disrespectful. He has some of the most disrespectful lines that you will ever hear in rap, period, much less (laughs) battle rap. And his whole thing is that no matter how long you've been in the rap game, uh, he will find something about you to use against you. Yeah. So that's why I could never do it. Of just uh-huh. like, um, this is a man who will, you know, just, he he really knows how to dig the, the, the knife in. And, but I just love listening to him. Uh, and yeah. Uh, someone down there says Robin Williams still hits hard, and yeah, yeah. that does. I I do miss Robin Williams. Um, Can I use yeah. some of these napkins? Oh yeah, sure. Found yeah. a little bit of rust. Just a little bit of rust. You know who I actually really miss? Phil Hartman. Yeah. That really upset me. Like when that happened. Um, because I keep thinking by now he would have an Oscar because he would have done something that people weren't expecting him to do. Um, yeah, he could. He could have been another Brian Cranston. Yes. And the thing is, he could have gone the Brian Cranston route or he could have gone, you know, the Will Ferrell route of, you know, being in the, the, you know, in those old school type of comedies, mm-hmm. not like old school, but the movie old school. Um, I don't know. Like, I I just, I don't know. I miss that dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chris Cornell, uh, Paul Walker. Yeah. Oh, Chris Farley. Yeah. Bernie Mac, John Ritter. Like, there are a lot of people who, uh, oh, John Candy. 
Johnny. John Candy was such a good dude. And there's just something about, you know, his heart attack. I want to say, yeah. Oh. Um, I mean, it's, it goes back to the old saying of, you know, there, there are no fat old men. Yeah. Uh, Fabulous. Yeah. Is he alive? Oh, uh, Wilford Brimley. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As far as I know. Um, weirdly enough, my mom asked me the other day, uh, cause I went over to my grandma's and, uh, they were watching the Golden Globes. Yeah. And uh, my mom was like, is Sally Field still alive? I'm like, yeah, Ma, you would have heard about Sally Field mm-hmm. dying, presumably. But yeah, it was just such a random out of left field thing because my mom likes Sally Field. But uh, that and because my mom kind of looks like Sally Field in mm-hmm. a weird way. Uh, but I don't know. It's just kind of a weird thing. Yeah. Uh, someone says, "Oh, you just reminded me about John Candy." Yeah, yeah, he's he's so great. Um, um, after okay, the guy who Lyft driver segue all the way back to the yeah. me giving Lyft. Um, was guy giving a ride to the bus station in Reading, and I thought like once I dropped him off, he said eight words the whole ride. I turned on music just to something. I tried to make conversation. He didn't say three words. Mm. Um, awkward. And then I am there at the bus station. I'm thinking I could just drive home. Yeah. Or I could keep this thing on. Oh, whoa, 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 sorry. I did not know it would be running. I kept the Lyft app, ru- Lyft app running. And... I'm now downtown Reading. Yeah. And I'm like, do I want to accept rides down here? Because Reading can be kind of dicey. It's in the middle of the day. Yeah, it could. I'm never going to, I don't think I'm ever going to pick up, turn on that app in Reading at night. Oh, God, no. I wouldn't. Even I mean, in West Reading, because the thing could ping, and West Reading and Reading, totally two different worlds, but they're they're only five minutes apart. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, that, and like, it could be someone from West Reading asking you to take them into Reading. Yeah. At night. It's just, I don't you know. You don't know where in Reading. Yeah. And, you know, I love my hometown. I do. But I'm under no pretensions that it's actually this great place. Um, and, you know, because obviously I grew up there. So you have a certain sense of nostalgia about the place that you're from. But, I mean, I wouldn't want to, you know be there in a kind of I don't know I wouldn't want to be there at like 6.30 much less 9.30 or 11.30 or anything like that yeah this was 1 in the afternoon 1.30 I'm at the inner city bus station and uh, my thing goes ting again and you have 15 seconds to decide whether you want to or not. And it's not, it doesn't quite say where you're going. Yeah. I think you get a general idea or how far the person is away from you. Um, person's 1.3 miles away. And I'm like, that could be in any direction from downtown Reading. Now, it turns out to be a nice story. It was just a girl going to work at Redner's Warehouse Markets over in Wyomissing. Great. Yeah. Good. But when you're going up these, some of these streets, I'm like, oh, these cars are turning into shit really fast. And... The roads are getting narrower and the music's getting louder and I don't know who's going to about to get in my car. So, I mean, and then there's stories about nasty lift rides 
Yeah. And growing up up here in the country, Reading was always this warning tale. Like, oh, don't go down into Reading. Uh, and I know places like Mummel's Door for West Lawn or, or um, no, Camp Sinking, oh, Sinking Spring. Yeah. If, if you know you're there, that's, that's an okay part of town. Yeah. But it's, they're all so close to each other. And uh, and Lyft kind of it doesn't it's like you you can't have like a fifty percent acceptance rate you're supposed to have a ninety percent acceptance rate but I don't know what I'm in for and with some of these rides and I'm just doing this for the social interaction of it I mean certainly it, it's it's very different during the day but I think if I get a Reading run I'm going to just go Reading and then click offline and then just drive back here and not turn it on again until I'm well on the 61 away from there. Yeah. There was this one, uh, sort of, he was like this older white dude one time when I was coming out of an open mic there and I was walking to my car and he was coming out of the 24 hour adult outlet in Reading. (laughs) Um, and he was very aggressive about kind of like asking for money. Um, and it was just one of those things where like you kind of have to keep putting some people off. I mean, it's funny because, you know, I, I'll give someone money. I'm kind of a sucker like that, I guess. Like, you know, what's a dollar? Um, but it was just kind of um, very strange area just because i'm not normally i'm not like reading doesn't really scare me i mean i go to events at night but it's one of those things of like i don't want to sort of uh put myself in a position where things are going to be awkward i guess Mm -hmm. it's more about avoiding awkwardness than avoiding danger right because you know you're gonna there's always going to be some you know guy there who's going to be asking for something um but yeah, I don't know. It's it's uh I don't know. I uh I apologize if this sounds like a racist conversation. It's just I know my hometown. I know that there's a lot of violent crime in there. I know that there are way 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 more good people than yeah. bad in my hometown. And without question. Like, I've never had a, a a dicey or weird time in Reading. I mean, there was this one guy who we met one cold day while we were waiting for the MR2 shoot. I don't think you were there yet. I was there with the volunteer. This was the SW21. Oh, yeah. And he was asking like, "How do I get to this one place?" And we both knew that this guy was I think he he was starting his pitch. For money, like I need money for for the bus. Yeah. And the thing is, when I get hit up for money, yeah. If I can peace out, I do. And I may cut right to the chase and and just say, please don't hurt me, and I walk as fast as I can, or even run. Hmm. Um, that's really insensitive. But the awkward times are when it happens at the gas pump. Yeah. Uh, and usually my answer is simply no. Yeah. Well, and then and then I'd say nothing and maybe just like look him straight in the eye. Like, yeah. hey, you want to fight? Mm-hmm. We can throw down right here. Like, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying like, I'm not budging. You're like squaring up. Like, like I'm, squ- I'm squaring <laughs> up. I'm like, look, I am not worth it. Yeah. Believe me. Uh, uh, but um, any other weird lift people? Because uh, the, the girl I took to... Uh, um, uh, uh, to work at... Redner's, uh, 
she just put in her headphones like she does this every day. But then I started wondering about her. Like, are you taking a lift every day to work? That was an $8 ride. That's what I got out of the ride. Hmm. That was my payment. So it probably paid, it was probably for her like 14 bucks or something like that. Hmm. And I'm like, that's almost two shifts. Or depending what, maybe say she makes $10 an hour at Redner's. That's a shift and a little bit more just to get there. Yeah. And is she taking a lift home? Or maybe she has like a coworker or a boyfriend or girlfriend or they friend who would just pick them up. Yeah. And maybe it's just one one thing. I mean, maybe she can carpool on the way home, but just not in the morning. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's kind of a strange thing. But uh, because I'm always, you know, the whole writing thing is I want to get to the bottom. Like, who are you and what is what is this story and where are you going? Um, I'm interested in, in so far the five people who have gotten in my car. Oh, yeah. The last lift that I ride was the same guy and his girlfriend who were having the tryst away from their parents <laughs> as I took them from Hamburg. Like nowhere near their hotel. They were I think they were by Hecky's Subs in Hamburg, just like the sub shop. And uh uh, the guy says, where's your lift area? My area is Hamburg, Pennsylvania. Um, uh, but then you'd have to be there right when my app is on. Yeah. Which it's not always which is on. not. No, it's, it's on if I'm good, if I'm given a ride anyway, uh, uh, they were having their continuing their tryst and they were, they were both, well, the guy told me he was 20. So it's that weird, you got a girlfriend, you're trying to look for stuff to do, but you can't drink yet, so half the city, 80% of the city is is off limits to you unless you're going to a party. So they were going to the works in Reading. And the works is like kind of like a family fun center. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, they do have booze there, but it's because there's a restaurant there too. Mm-hmm. Um, we ate there once after a shoot, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, there's go-karts, there's trampolines, there's, you know... Uh, sort of how is that trampoline place it's nice Uh, you pay by time and so you know I'll have a half hour I'll have an hour whatever and then you know you kind of just wear yourself out that's what I do does your nephew like oh yeah he loves (laughs) it and I just take him there because you know it's funny because like I have to do stuff too like if I if he's gonna get an hour I have to get an hour too yeah because you know he doesn't there's not always going to be kids there for him to play with and you know it's whatever but i kind of get uh i don't know i I get like a really good sweat going yeah like i come out i'm freaking drenched and then he wants to do go-karts because he's has like the kind of membership thing so he'll have like x number of free rides on his account and he'll need someone to do that with him too if there's mm-hmm. no one else there. So I gotta cram myself into like the kid size go kart, <laughs> and I look like Mary. Bowser. Yeah, of yeah, doing just like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, one guy said, uh, "That's yeah. a very good dad joke." No yeah. classic. How was that trampoline place? <laughs> Jumping. Jumping. Oh. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> oh. My buddy Tom, he has three daughter, uh, two daughters and a son. I should tell him the next time they come up. Like, once the kids are old enough to go to the trampoline place, he could make his dad jokes. He had a picture that he posted on Facebook. Facebook is, for at least for me, is quickly becoming the parent the parent website. Yeah. While Twitter much. remains the single guy website. Yeah. Or, you know, shit posting website. No, I do a lot of my single guy shit posting on Twitter now. Mm. 
reviewing Netflix shit. Because I guess on Facebook, all your parents are on Facebook, so you gotta be nice. Anyway, he posts a picture on Facebook of, it's like, why is my daughter crying now? And it's a picture of her, his daughter lying on the floor. And the text was, um, she's not allowed to eat the road salt by the front door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, started I just as Gus Freeing said, yeah, I'm still waxing. Yeah, I'll be waxing till perfection. <laughs> I may go out to, uh, tomorrow. It may rain. Skiing in the rain sucks. It's Sounds no like fun at all. Why? Because it just it's, gets slushy and yeah, nasty. the skiing is slow. And then you're colder if it's like forty degrees and raining. You are colder than it would be if it's twenty degrees yeah. and cloudy. It's you know wet just soaks you. And then you have to because half of skiing is sitting on the chairlift, and uh, now you're sitting on a park wet park bench for half the time. Eh, maybe not half the time. Yeah. Also, lifts, being on a ski lift is like being in international, being in international waters. A lot of drinking, like people in their flasks come out. You got five, you got five minutes yeah. of nothing and um, maybe 10 minutes if it's a nah, 10 minutes, a long chairlift ride. Uh, uh, uh. The weed vapes come out, <laughs> or sometimes full bowls or blunts come out on the ski lift. You're at 30, 40, 50 feet in the air. There's no one around. And you just sort of assume that up here, every, uh, anything goes. Yeah. As long as you put away all your stuff before you reach to the top. Lift guys don't care. And I used to work at Bear Creek Ski Area. We didn't care. That was back before they had those nice gates. Uh, now most... Uh, Ski lifts operate like Dave and Buster's mm. in that you buy a card and you just load that up with uh, credits mm. for a day. It's not every single run, but it's like, I want seven hours. Or I go on the website, it's like, I would like seven or, or an eight-hour pass. And now it just goes, it just attaches to my account. The card stays in my jacket permanently. I just show up. I don't wait in line. I just snap on my skis, go down. Oh. And then you... You uh, go up to a ski lift, and there are these little electronic like subway gates, and you sort of have to press your body to one side, and uh, my ski's hitting the wall, yeah. and then it goes beep, and then it opens, and there's a little screen that says, "How like your time will end like yesterday, 7:01 p.m. Your time is up." Hmm. And so yeah, you're just paying by the hour, and usually night skiing is way way cheaper, so that's like thirty bucks from for like 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. The uh, huh, night skiing is so much faster too, because it's all ice. Yeah, that sounds terrifying to me. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm kind of. I I mean, I got the dad bod thing, but I don't have any of the technique. Um, it, it just kind of sounds like I would sunny bono myself pretty hard. Sorry if it's too soon. Uh, mm. for that joke, but well, not really joke, just. You know. See, the thing about skiing is it's like motorcycle. Well, no, it's safer than motorcycle riding. Like, you're only as dangerous as you are dumb. Hmm. Uh, That's a good so point. if you ski, yeah. yeah. So if you ski beyond your limits, so in that respect, I am a little bit dangerous because those, those, those jumps on the terrain park are always calling me a wuss. Like, go freaking off this. 
screw your 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 loose patella on your right knee. Take it. Do it. Impress <laughs> these teenagers. <laughs> You're still trying. Like, who would have thought? Like in my mid thirties, I'm still trying to impress the cool kids. Yeah. Damn it. Uh, Ski hits the ceiling. This person asks, uh, "How do you get into skiing if you've never done it before?" Take a lesson. Uh, go to a ski area. Find someone like me. I used to be a ski instructor at Bear Creek. Someone like me could easily teach you skiing. Uh, we're not cheap. Uh, no, like an actual ski school at any sort of mountain. Say you're a beginner. All beginner lessons are the same. I'm going to teach you how to turn. I'm going to teach you how to balance. The one thing about skiing is uh, it takes a, almost an entire season to get not bad at it. To like get not terrible. Some people who are uh, have natural balance, or who do other sports that uh, have skill sets that cross over. Ice skating is the big one. Um, if you can do any sport that requires balance, you'll be fine. Yeah. I, I can I can teach you it. Um, if you don't have if you're working on nothing, and you really don't have any desire to learn, then it's tough. Or if you're just doing it to like impress a girl or something, or impress the cool kids. Yeah, it's like you have to actually want to do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I thought about teaching Nick, but you know, if you don't want to do it, you're not going to learn. Yeah, so that's the I'm thing, not... and I have to come to terms that some of the things that I like are not shared by a lot of people. Um, I, mean, I think a lot of people like skiing. I'm just, you know, I'm kind of, I, I. I just know how going downhill at speed would go for me. Mm -hmm. um, I, I kind of know my own weird limitations and um, I don't know. It is what it is. I didn't go off. I Okay. I went off the little jump on the little terrain park on the old part of Blue Mountain. Uh, I didn't. I, I went through the big terrain park, but they had their jumps were so big by East Coast standards yeah. that I have this thing where I hurt myself every year the first day I go out. Last year, with these skis, I wiped out on Main Street. Big yard sale. And I remember as I went down, my, my, my first thought wasn't, oh, I hope I'm going to be okay. Oh, I hope this isn't another concussion. It was, oh man, these goggles are new. <laughs> like, I'm going to mess, I'm going to scratch these freaking $80 goggles. Yeah. Sorry to hit the mic. Off topic, but interesting. How many times have you read Infinite Jess? Big old goose egg. Never read it. Yeah, I've never read it, but I, I really... Were you in the class where we had to read Broom of the System? No. By Walt... Okay, so... By Walt Whitman? No, uh, David Foster Wallace, who did Infinite Jest. He was, like, really weird with women. Like, he had a big problem. Like, he was a combination... This is from a Cracked article, and this upset me a little bit, but I kind of uh, could later understood it, like... He, he was a guy, he was a college professor too, right? David Foster Wallace. Uh, I want to say yes, but I'm not entirely sure. Or I think of somebody else who wrote it. It was David Foster Wallace. Yeah, he who wrote, wrote Infinite, Infinite Jest. Jest. Yeah, yeah. He 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 was like full on '90s guy with the with the tiny glasses like I have the other one and the long hair. Yeah. Um, but he was kind of a milady. Oh. But also he he was a milady. He was a nice guy trademark. Um. But also expected sex, which is the whole nice guy That's thing. That's the whole nice guy thing. thing. Like, oh, I respect women, therefore I deserve sex. And there were stories like he would try, like, and if he, he, and if 
he wasn't given sex. He'd sort of try to force force it on women or make make them feel guilty. Oh, like I did all this for you, and now you're not. I thought this relationship was real. That sort of thing. Uh, yeah. But anyway, I'm sorry. Continue. Well, oh, uh, broom of the system, and some of the weird, messed up attitudes about women are in there, in the sense that there is a guy named. Rick Vigorous, I, I or it's something Rick like Vigorous, or, or something like along those lines. I should name my dick that. Yeah, <laughs> he, <laughs> he gets so attached to like the the main female in the story that he um starts telling her these weird stories, and he tells a story about a guy who uh is in love with this woman who's addicted to sex, and um that guy ends up getting into a coma, and the woman like can't hold out any longer and then it ends up like banging the therapist and the therapist starts uh rubbing it in the guy's face by like tapping out in morse code that he's banging his girl uh on his comatose like face and it's just like a really messed up story um and i i, I just i don't know it's that was a really messed up thing and i don't know it was a well-written book but it was kind of weirdly plotless and I imagine that's kind of, you know, it was a microcosm of Infinite Jest in a way, because I hear that Infinite Jest is even larger and more plotless. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It's uh, it's just strange. But, yeah. Started... It, it, it got me into sort of reading other weird uh sorts of literature of um oh god what's the name of the book I, um us i think it's called for okay. Upton sinclair and i don't remember the name of the author but <laughs> uh it's a good book too but yeah i don't know it is what it is one guy says uh uh it it moved by already, but said, Nick, talk about state college spots more. I guess the oh, hangout spots. Well, I spent a lot of time at Sharky's. Um, it's getting, still, still there? Still there, still as there far as I we know. We went there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, getting dollar um, wines heads um, and trying to solve the riddles underneath the cap, mm -hmm. uh, the visual riddles. And I had the high score on Galaga for a time mm -hmm. because I realized, like, a lot of the time when you're nursing, like, a broken heart, you go to sharkies because that was like the last time you know one of the last times that i had my heart properly broken so i go to sharkies i get my dollar uh lion's heads i go and play galaga um i don't flirt with anyone because it's like you get your self-esteem rocked and suddenly and you know like i still have those issues i feel like i'm always gonna have them i'm always gonna feel like there are ulterior motives for you know why people would be into me back then it was kind of like you know they wanted my help with something mm -hmm. like with writing related things and it's like do you does any i don't know like i've always had these weird issues of not really believing that anyone could really be into me for whatever reason I know and feel. yeah it's just hard and i always feel like it's always gonna be hard but i have to believe that at some point someone could want me for me and not have any other weird ulterior motive behind it yeah. and want like just me 
Right. So I, anyway, I got off topic, but basically I went and played shitloads of Galaga yeah. to the point where like I was like the top three names. It was like I was on that George Costanza kick of just like with the Frogger machine, but it was Galaga instead. And uh, what I loved about Sharkies more than anything, and I know this is going to be um, weirdly sacrilegious to some people, especially because I play music and do a lot of um, open mics. What I loved about Sharkies is that there were no bands ever. So there was mm-hmm. never any cover. Um, they they kind of, uh, they had terrible food. They kind of had, <laughs> um, but you don't go to Sharkies to eat. You It's like if you end up um, eating at Sharkies, it's because you're already shit-faced. So you don't mind like microwave pizza. Yeah. You don't mind microwave taquitos or whatever. And so you go and... Uh, Yes, there will be really loud music, but there's pool. So you yeah. see people playing pool. You lay a quarter on the table to know that, like, I got winner. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I would either get, you know, the dollar lion's heads because I was a broke college student. Or if I had, like, some a little bit of money, I would get some nice scotch for sipping. Yeah. And uh, just get house scotch. House scotch. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, you know, hey, uh, you know, what kind of scotch are you going to have? I'm like, ugh you know just whatever you know <laughs> just the cheap shit i'm not you know jack mccoy over here but yeah the, yeah um and then other spots you know there were places like first which is one of the most claustrophobic yeah claustrophobic bars i've ever been in yeah like they have a pool table and they have no business having a pool table because there's no room to actually play pool. they have a pool table yeah the first p-h-r-y-s-t and i don't even know if it's still there or not someone in the comments maybe they will um and uh yeah it was just also i'm trying to think of like other weird state college haunts because like I didn't go well I went out a lot but I didn't have to because I lived in a frat house yeah like and I wasn't a member of the frat but there was always like booze around there and they really didn't care if you drank some of it like yeah. even though I wasn't properly a men- member I was just a boarder yeah um, because basically the frat that I lived in I could pay $200 a semester social fee to be able to attend the parties that like the mixers that they had mm-hmm. without having to be a member and to go through rush and all that other stuff of, you know, doing the whole circle jerk of everybody has one finger in the other guy's asshole. And you have this whole circuit. Uh, this is what I've heard of like what the rush week and what the hazing things are. I don't know. Ew. Yeah. It's weird. Um, but I mean, for the most part, I don't really think, uh basically the parties would always it was a three-story house four if you count the penthouse whatever but um for those mixers you're unless i paid the social fee i couldn't go downstairs to those but the thing is they would always spill up top and if they spilled up into the upper floors it's fair game so you know there are people passing bottles around and everything and you know you get pretty you know blasted and Mm -hmm. you meet some cool people and uh yeah it's just uh yeah i don't know (laughs) how do you concentrate with that much partying around um by trying really hard not to uh be around it like um this was around the time final fantasy 12 came out so i would get again broke college student so i get you know one or two 
bottles of M Dog Twenty or M. <laughs> you had Mad Dog. Yeah, I was just Mad Dog, and then you know I sat in my room and played Final Fantasy Twelve. I had like the Mad Dog and a box of Nilla wafers, and wow. you know it was just kind of weird. Um, I'm surprised I ever got any work done. Uh, just because of the principle of it yeah. of trying to get everything you know yeah. well I had my I had my affair with uh, old English 800 the <laughs> OE post college when I lived in Lansdale um, going out for Taco Bell in 40s Scott Waltz and said when are you coming to New Zealand three weeks yep yep we still have to find our locations. We have the general area for the uh, uh, Auckland shoot. Um, and Auckland is the meet, too. Yeah, I think there's going to be two meets, but they're both going to be at already established car shows. So, hmm. um, ARCR, the caravan, the most utilitarian civilian vehicle ever made. Yeah, I'd say so. That's pretty good. Um, what are your thoughts on a lifted Jeep Cherokee XJs? How about lifted Jeeps in general? Pour one out for your CV, axles. <laughs> um, you visit Australia too, not for the New Zealand trip, just New Zealand. Australia would have to be a different thing. Yeah, because we're we're spending so much between LA and New Zealand that you know it'd be like an entire month of that of being we're on not, the road. Yeah, yeah, that we're not doing anything, and suddenly it's kind of like you know what are you? We would be sacrificing an entire month's revenue yeah which we already kind of are but it's still uh, yeah january is i've noticed after doing youtube this is now year four of living wow it's been four years mm, yeah. rcr has been going as a business for four years now madness well this is this is going to be senior year that means somebody started watching rcr in freshman year and now they're a senior yeah see i start to wonder like four years isn't it well it's been only four years but for someone, that's their entire high school career. And for me, four years of high school felt like a decade. Yeah. Those four years. Those four years of just, you know, just tedium and... Just algebra, algebra all the time, math. Yeah. If you don't do math, dad won't love you. <laughs> he says he loves you, but you know better. Ha <laughs> ha, kind of specific. Mm. Any chance you guys... Holy would... fuck, that's me. That's you, what? Yeah. I found Arsh year in first year of college, but it's been more than four years. Yeah, join the club sport. Yeah. <laughs> You're trying to wait you go to grad school. Yeah. You should really have a plan, though. Uh, guy in the neighborhood has a mid-60s Plymouth Barracuda. That rear glass is such a sight. Yeah, it is. Yeah. First-gen neon under 3,000. It, worth it. I don't know. Suss out the driver. If he's shady, don't buy it. Yeah. See, when it comes to like, I need a car for $3,000, it's no longer about the car. Like, any car could be a good car for $3,000. Any car could be a nightmare for $3,000. Mm. It's all about how well this car was maintained. And uh, I know we should be able to trust each other. Right. We should be able to trust each other. But if you don't know, if you can't tell by looking at the car whether it's good or not, whether listening to it is good or not, Bring along a mechanic friend or pay a guy like Bruce Hen. Most of the garages have a pre-inspection thing where you pay them $30, they put it up on the lift, they look over the entire car for half an hour. It's really, you're paying for half an hour 
of the mechanics time just to have a look at this car. Yeah. You don't get that $30 back. Like if you really want this car and you, and gosh, take it to a freaking mechanic and have a look at it. And then if you say, you know, I like this car, can we take it to a mechanic for a pre-purchase inspection? And if the seller gets weird, walk. There's your answer. There's yeah. your answer. Oh, don't, no, don't, or like, don't you trust me? I trust my mechanic. Yeah. That's the thing. And usually the mechanic is going to find something. Now, if it's something like, I think, well, I'm not, and, and if he doesn't budge on the price, like if the mechanic says, oh, it needs an oil pan gasket. Ooh, that's $12. Zip, 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 zip. And you get an oil change as part of it. That yeah. will cost you $48 for a new oil pan gasket. That's nothing. But if it's something serious like head gasket, you know, that's, that's your chance to walk away. Yeah. So I'm almost done. So <laughs> like with these skis means this podcast is almost done. Yeah. Oh, I can almost see I'm, I'm getting out all the little lumps in here. <laughs> these great things are going to be rockets. What? When I got super high, when I asked Matt Farah for an edible in Mammoth, I think I spent an hour waxing the rentals that I got just to prove that I could wax them and have them go faster than his demos. At the risk of actually sounding like one of our videos, the last edible I had really wasn't shit. <laughs> like, it was a Rice Krispies edible, and I was just oh, like... that sounds nice. Yeah, it was nice. It tasted fine. <laughs> but I was just sitting there waiting for things to happen. Mm. And the only thing that happened was, like, my eyes got warm. I likened it to, you know, two sugar cubes being dropped in a cup of coffee. How, how many milligrams was it? Good question. All right. Um, I don't because know. Because what effed me up was 15. Ooh. That was 15 milligrams. That is not that much. Mm. So next time I do it, we're gonna get. Right, I'm gonna get right back on that horse. Give me five, just five milligrams. Let's see where this goes. I know that's hardly anything, but let's do something where it's it's just gonna be a Fisher Price big wheel. <laughs> Nothing's gonna go wrong. Okay, we can handle this. Good. And knock it up by two. Well, let's find this threshold. Yeah. It's like drinking or anything else. Yeah. it's I kind of uh, want to just have an edible and watch poppy videos on YouTube of just like yeah. weird android robot alien pop star lady. Mm -hmm. uh, super weird. But those videos are so hard to like break the spell from. Well, then um, yeah. I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. No. You. I would recommend not um, just because... It's it. They just stick with you in a really weird and discomforting way. Like it's super uncomfortable, but I can't stop watching. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I don't know. Ask us stuff because we don't really have any new questions on Ask RCR. So we're just gonna take. Um, yeah, Low Life by Poppy is stupid catchy. I'll, I'll give her that. Um, Nick, talk for a minute. I gotta lay down so I can see the top of the ski so I can rub it right. Yeah. All right, so yeah, well, just ask us stuff, but also, uh, I don't know, I spent a lot of time, like, watching stuff this past week. Uh, the End of the Fucking World on Netflix is a good show, uh, British show, teenager uh, meets a girl. Uh, he always wanted to kill a person, so he decides, like, this is going to be the girl I'm going to kill. But then they go on a road trip together. It's, it's just, I don't know, it's nice. Um, weird. Uh, what is my favorite Rush song? I mean, it's Tom Sawyer. Subdivisions. Right? 
uh, I'm a Tom Sawyer man. But yeah. it's, I mean, it's, it's good. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thoughts on Black Mirror? Uh, yeah, I literally just finished season four last night, and uh, it was great. It, I don't understand people saying that it's not up to par with previous seasons because I thought it was per on per like the overall number of episodes are there's a higher number of quality episodes in this season than I feel since in past seasons. Um, I don't know. It's just a great kind of look at how technology is kind of messing with us. Guy Um, in the chat says, what happened to your grandma's town car fan bought it. Didn't, and didn't even know it was ours. (laughs) Um, dad put it up, I think for two or $3,000 for a 1994 Lincoln town car. Maybe it was a 93. Anyway, uh, purple, signature series bunch of stuff didn't work mostly electrical like like there was power everything demuro had a video up about an s like a a bmw 7 series or something like that like oh it has it has three it has three uh three cigarette lighters lincoln has four uh um Anyway, some fan bought it. It's it's up near I think a student who goes to Wilkes University. Of course, it's been four three years now. He's probably graduated. Hmm. I think this is as smooth as this baby's getting. I still see some some wax lumps. Oh, nope, I still see some more right between the breaks. Hmm. All right, I think this is as good as this baby's getting. <laughs> Schwang. Ooh. It's, uh, yeah. Every time this Andrew White guy comments, I think it says Angela White, and my heart mm. flutters a little bit. But, uh, yeah. What do you think of Fiat Chrysler possibly selling Jeep? I mean, that sounds about right for something they do. That's 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 their moneymaker. That, that brand is never going away. Yeah. It's too popular. Yeah. Uh, it's... Should I wax the tops of my skis? Maybe I should. I should just do them with car wax or something. Then you do it next week. Have something else. To yes. Wax. Just wax like, my boots for no reason. Yeah, it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, what's going on now? All righty. What's the modern day equivalent of the CRX? Uh, uh, maybe the Corolla S. Maybe the mm-hmm. six speed. Five speed, um, maybe the Toyota Matrix with the two uh, ZZ engine in it. Mm. Um, thoughts on a Geo Metro convertible with the Geo Storm? That'd be a neat thing. Yeah. Well, I think we're gonna wrap this up. Thank yeah. you so much to everybody who supports us through uh, Patreon. It's allowing us to travel the world now. Yes. Um, RCR uh, New Zealand in three weeks. I think it's the 24th we're leaving. It's on my calendar, which is over there. Oh, uh, it's the it's the day after the Royal Rumble. So, like, the last Monday in uh, January. It's, like, the 27th. Okay. If I remember correctly. Um, after RCR New Zealand, there's probably going to be RCR Austin. Um, that's after ski season is over, so I yeah. can ski more. Um, there's no new cars in my future. The, the MR2 was... Probably the last weird cars. Of course, you say that. Maybe I'll find something I like. Yeah, you never know. Um, motorcycle stuff this summer. Got to get back on more bikes. 
And again, thank you to Patreon. Thank you for people who buy in merch. Hat, there's still hats available. Plenty of keychains. Those will be up forever. And also shirts through Redbubble. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, I'm Brian. I'm Nick. That's it. And that's the podcast. Take care, guys. Have a good week.